I'm still shaking, but it's time to shake it off. This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, Swifties, and welcome to the new era where Taylor's taking us back in time to 1989. This is Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. That was very excited, Steve. I like it. How about that, huh? Wow. Well, it makes sense. This is an exciting episode. Oh, it's such an exciting episode. And before we jump into it and start discussing 1989, shake it, what's it called? Shake it off. Oh, yeah. Shake it off. Shake it off. I know. I'm I'm messing with you guys. Um, I just want to welcome all the new listeners we have out there because one of the cool things about running a podcast that's distributed through iTunes is every time Taylor releases new music, we get new listeners. So, hey, guys. Welcome. Hi. If you're brand new and curious, what we do here is uh, on a weekly basis, we just talk about Taylor. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, join us. Join us. We're here to talk today about the live stream that Taylor just had on the 18th from New York City. She announced the album, she announced a single, and she released a music video. So let's jump straight into it with the album announcement. Album 5, in case you are living under a rock, um, <laughs> is called 1989, the year Taylor Woo! is born. Yay! We're going to party like it's 1989. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, some of us on this show were actually time. born uh, before 1989. Some of us were alive in 1989, Diane. Uh, I, on this I show, wasn't, so. I wasn't. <laughs> I think Diane's the only one that wasn't. Sammy, were you born in 89? I was born in early 89, but yeah. 89, you have a, uh, or an album named after you. Or Taylor maybe Swift a album. song, but we can talk did. about that later. I did. Yeah, I do. All right, so just some quick facts on uh, the album. Obviously, it is not coming out till October 27th, so we don't have a whole lot to talk about it. Just the few facts Taylor shared with us, which is, like I said, coming out October 27th. It's going to be her first all-pop album. The album cover is going to be a Polaroid picture filled with lots of Polaroid pictures. It was inspired by the late 80s. Steve remembers that uh, time. I, I do remember that time. It was good times. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is the absolute coolest part of this album is going to be the three songs on the deluxe edition. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which, um, for those who couldn't make the live stream... What Taylor announced about the deluxe edition is that the three songs she's including are going to be her voice memos off of her phone, which are like just going to be, I would assume, raw recordings of when she conceptualized the songs, the first time she ever came up with them. Yeah, she said Crazy. that they were, I know it is. Um, she said that they were going to be voice memos that you can listen to, and then you can go back and listen to the um, songs and see how they ended up being formed from the voice memos. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and then mind blown. Uh, definitely mind blown. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's one more thing I do wanted to say. One of our listeners, Sophia, actually got a tweet to Taylor, and she was mentioned during the live stream. <laughs> Congratulations, Sophia! I'm so happy, and I'm also happy. You're sure that Twitter name is Sophia, right? Yes, it's Sophia, <laughs> because she was tweeting about it like immediately after crying. Um, oh my gosh. Her name was Shine Swifts with an S, plural. Um, and Sophia asked if this would be the year that she would get to meet Taylor. And Taylor was like, well, about that. Um, she started a, um, a contest called Swift Stakes. 
and where you can um, win a chance to meet Taylor. At Swift one of our steak concerts. sounds like a nice uh, cut of meat. <laughs> Only no, <laughs> like Omaha steaks, but Swift steaks. Really? <laughs> no, it is a play on the word sweepstakes. Um, as Taylor pointed out, they in made it chat, annoying. <laughs> did you guys notice her mathematical error though? Yeah, she said it was like five hundred, like a thousand. Concert people tickets. get tickets, and then 500 people get meet and greets, but that only equals 1,500, but it's supposed to equal 1989. So I don't know <laughs> if there are other prizes that could be given out. Like, maybe she's going to go away, like, T-shirts well, or CDs. Well, there's or... another contest, but I'm not sure if it's the same thing. It's called, it's the hashtag 1989ers, E-R-S, and it, it's basically the same thing but you get to you can enter yourself by like tweeting a link or posting it on facebook constantly over and over and over and over um for like to get different points and the amount of points you get will like enter you into a contest to have like a go to like some private event with taylor i'm not sure if they're related if it's something else if it's uh, yeah i'm not sure either but in theory i guess that could be part of the swift stakes I mean, it premise? could, but there's also different instructions on who can enter one versus the other. So, like, one of them you had to be over the age of 13 and live in the United States, and one of them you had to be over the age of 18 and live in the United States. And one of them ended in September, and one of them didn't. Well, let's just all keep an eye on TaylorSwift.com. That's where Taylor said all the details are going to appear. It's a wealth of information. Yeah. Everything about all these are go- are going to be on uh website yeah it should also be pointed out about the album cover being a polaroid photo um that taylor said in the live stream that each copy of the album will have a package or a little envelope of 13 polaroid photos that have been taken over the course of the years and there's five sets of 13 photos so each copy you buy has different photos it's kind of like back in the day when you used to buy pokemon cards and every pack was different you can collect them all you gotta catch them all yeah (laughs) (laughs) sammy would make copies of this album yeah well they could at least if not more they kind of forced you you to do that because the pre-sale packages or quote-unquote pre-buy packages are available on taylorswift.com um I think it's just U.S. right now. I'm sorry, guys. But um, they have three separate packages um, where you can buy the album digitally, which sends you to iTunes, which you can pre-order it now. It's available. Um, Then there's the deluxe version, which sends you to the Target website, which is not up yet. It might be when you hear this, but it's not up right now. And then there's three merchandise packages. One of them includes – they all include copies of the album. One of them includes um, the seagull shirt, a replica of the seagull shirt that she's wearing on the album cover. One of them says "Shake It Off," and then it says "TS." I think I would look fabulous in that shirt, by the it's way. It's in women's cuts only. <laughs> I already no. looked on the website and was but the disappointed. Shake, but the "Shake It Off" shirt has men's cuts and women's cuts. Hey oh, yes, and it actually and they are different. The, men, the women's cut is more fitted and it has a lower crew neck thing i don't know what it's called um and then there's also a tank top that says haters gonna no players gonna play um and then it has the ts.1989 on it um and all of those their shirts ship in four to six weeks and then the albums ship when the album comes out on october 22nd wow sammy 
You wow. are a wealth of knowledge. Who needs I TaylorSwift.com <laughs> now? You got Sammy. <laughs> try. <laughs> so the only thing we can really speculate on with the album thus far, because it's still, what? what is that? I can't do math. Like two months it's, away? It's 69 days. 69 days. Because there's a, there's a countdown on, on TaylorSwift.com. Yeah. Okay, so just over two months away. So speculating, based on the title of the album, 1989, will there be a song called 1989? I would say so. I would, I would say. say so, but isn't there a Bowling for Soups song called 1989? Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't I, mean that there one. can't be more. But that doesn't that name. doesn't mean anything, Sammy. If you do no, a search on uh, iTunes for "Shake It Off," there's other "Shake It Off." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm just I'm curious if she will do that, and if the song will be like about stuff that happened in 1989, or if it'll be about her or about her being born. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'd Maybe be an interesting be like... story: the untold story of Taylor Swift, 1989. <laughs> Her birth. <laughs> the last Sammy, where is your mind going? I was thinking about the joyous memories her parents have of holding baby Taylor in their arms. Oh, it could Aww. be like a you know hybrid of never grow up and best day kind of thing. That could be interesting. Yeah, who said 1989 as a song has to be a pop, upbeat, or upbeat pop? No, I don't but... know how to describe it. I actually think what... it probably would be, though. I think it I'll tell you what 1989 isn't anymore. Tell me, it's, Steve. It, it's no longer the password on my iPhone. <laughs> I seriously had Did to change it to today. Be? And it, it boggles my mind because clue number two totally gave that away because it was a picture of a lock screen. Oh, so, so you should have uh, known. There it is. I see this picture of the lock screen. She's like, clue number two has a picture of Olivia and the Polaroid, which made sense, and the little picture of New York. But the lock screen itself was a clue, too, because... It was probably the password she was using, the password I was using, but I now changed it. Thanks a lot, Taylor. Well, Steve, you know what? Speaking I, of that, I'm curious about why Steve was using it. That's not the year probably Steve just was born. because the it was the year Taylor was born, right? Right. That's yeah. actually why. Really? Steve's yeah, a little fanboy. So, so basically, Steve knew before he actually knew. That's really? the problem. Be yeah. About, yeah. I, I had to change my iTunes password, but for a different reason. Because. <laughs> Because it's no longer album five is soon. It's it's album five is now. <laughs> so my password's not album five is new anymore. Thank so, you for letting us know. Hey, Sammy. real You're quick welcome. though, Steve, since you brought up that clue and uh, all these all these New York skylines, um, and everybody was speculating that the album would be called Skyline. We actually had somebody even before the announcement today tweet Taylor Talk and say the album's called Skyline. Because, like, I believe I Diane tweeted from the account when uh, Taylor Nation on their new Instagram account posted a picture of a New York City skyline. She's like, I think there might be something to this skyline thing. And somebody tweeted, that's that's what it is. It's already been leaked. <laughs> no. Um, oops. You just well, look well, like a dummy. And the album's not called Roses either. Yes. No, no roses. No cardinal roses oh, either. Oh, God. <laughs> or wings. No wings. No, no wings. No. Nope. No, we were all wrong. No wings. Lots of defunct well, theories today. Does that count? No. Okay. What about seagulls? The wings on her shirt. <laughs> That's a stretch, Sammy. Well, <laughs> hold, hold up. So the, the point I was Why getting to, though, the point I was getting to, though, is what do you guys think the significance of that New York City skyline was? Just the location of the announcement? Well, I think it was the location of the announcement. And Taylor also talked about how, um, and she said this also in an article with... Oh, I'm spacing now. Oh, dear. Uh, Us Weekly. um, About how she has done a lot of things in the past two years um, that she never thought she would do, like cutting her hair and moving to New York. 
Um, so I feel like the skyline itself was mostly just sort of symbolizing about how things have changed and how this next era era is going to be a change from anything she's ever done. Maybe. Well, Sammy, what does she mean she never thought she'd move to New York? She she called she it did. back in 2011 on the Speak Now tour when she sang, Someday I'll be living in New York City. I guess she never thought that that, that um, someday would be today, though. I, yeah. I, I, I guess I was just trying to make a joke, but nobody laughed except for Sammy. Thank you, Sammy! I still mean that way. What? <laughs> so, speaking of mean... Moving on to shake it off, it almost seems like we got a mean 2.0 on our hands. That's what Brian kind Mansfield of, yeah. said. That is what Brian Mansfield said of USA Today, who is uh, the first person Taylor ever followed on Twitter. Fun fact about him. Very good friend of Taylor and a very nice guy. Y'all should follow him because he's really nice. Yes. At Brian underscore Mansfield, I believe is his Twitter name, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so let's jump into initial thoughts. Now, I do want to preface this discussion by saying we are recording... Uh, the evening after the live stream. So there's very limited in New York. What's that? It's 937 PM in New York and the live stream is four hours ago. Yeah. So there's very limited information out at the time of this recording. And right now we're just doing initial thoughts. And of course, next week and as more information surfaces, we'll be able to talk about those on future episodes. But for now, initial thoughts go. This is the most fun song ever. Yeah. Ever so much. Ever. Ever, like yes. ever like ever seriously like taylor has not i don't think released a song that has been this fun like no. it's just such a great like dance party song i, I beg to differ i think we are never ever gonna work together is just as fun no it's not though no, it's not it's not it's um, it's more negative than this one is yeah i think, I think that it it took a, a lot of courage for her to release a song as her first single that really had nothing to do with love at all um I'm debating between thinking that this is a good reflection of the album as a whole in terms of how much um, and how many love songs we're going to get. But at the same time, I'm also debating if maybe it it means the opposite and this is going to be the only song that's like this. Mm -hmm. Um, But my personal first reaction, and y'all can tweet me and yell at me if you want. I know you like to. Um, No, only I do, Sammy. Yeah, I know only you do. And he texts me. Um, But... I instantly like this song and instantly like the album name and concept. Whereas with Red, it it took me a minute to kind of process everything and listen to the song a couple hundred times. This one, it was instantaneous for me. Do you know what's interesting, Sammy, is I had a similar but opposite sort of um, impression. Like with this this one, with Red, well, actually it might be the same based on what you, well, wait, hang on. Refresh my mind. You instantly liked this concept and song? Yes, yeah. she did. That's what she and said. red, it took me a minute. I remember saying red. Why is it called red? I don't get it. I don't okay. Like it. So I'm similar, but slightly different. 1989, I fell in love with immediately. The mm-hmm. album title. This song is still working on growing on me. There's parts of it I really, really like. And then there's a few parts, you know, just like when I Knew You Were Trouble came out and I got ripped on for criticizing this or it because that had to grow on me. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Um, this song, the the one fact from both songs that I can't stand is the auto tune. I'm like Taylor's got such a great voice without computers altering it. Which part are you talking about? Like the part where the, she talks, the or kind the, of like raps the breakdown to the beat? part? No, the, I could have sworn there was a part at the beginning too. I didn't notice, but I, I wasn't really either. listening to it. I noticed that it sounded a little like broken 
um, in the middle during the breakdown part. I don't even know what I would call it. It's like uh, she just changed her voice up, but yeah, I don't think like that was bad. Almost. No, I don't think it's bad either. I think it, it fits the breakdown part perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, I will give it this. First time I listened to it, I'm like, it's okay. Second time, it got better. So we're on our way up here. Well, by the tenth time you listen to it, from experience, you will be dancing. I'm gonna shake off my initial thoughts and. Oh, you will. There you go. I see what you did there. Steve got it. See. So I didn't laugh, but I knew what you did. Well, Steve, give us give us some insight. What what are you thinking about the song? You know what? I'm kind of with you. I'm not totally. 100% 100% sold on it now and maybe it just some of it seems a little too slick maybe almost slick? a little too I don't know I'm even thinking something like how the Black Eyed Peas do a lot of their songs so maybe that the music video confused me a little bit too there because some of Taylor's outfits all of a sudden that's what I was kind of getting the feel from like the video the song when they were dancing during the live stream gave me a totally different feeling than watching the music video did and and I don't know if it made it better or worse by watching the music. Well, video. what impression did you get during the live stream, and what impression did you get during the music video? Well, during the live stream, it just everyone was kind of jumping and having a lot of fun with it. You know that that was good. It seemed like it was just kind of a good sort of dancey sort of thing. But when, when I watched the video, I just felt like it was maybe a little overproduced. I don't know. Well, here's one of the things, Steve, is, I mean, the album's called 1989. I think it's supposed to get, go a little bit retro in its sound. And, um, you know, and this song, I think, definitely captures a, a modern take on sort of the electronic 80s music. And once we get to the music video, we'll talk about this a little more in depth. But the director actually directed videos for a lot of 80s artists like Madonna, R.E.M., and things of that sort, which we'll get to in a sec. So I think the video did capture the essence of the song, and the song captures the essence of the album. Not that we know what the rest of the album is yet, but it needs a little more based synthesizer on the if we're going for 80s, though. Even late 80s. But that's, I mean, it, that's why I said modern take on the electronic sound, because she's not going to put out a straight-up 80s song, or people aren't no, going to no, like no, it. You're right. Maybe right. our parents will all love it. Well, but like. I do wonder, though, because if you think back to our conversation we had about Sweeter Than Fiction, we had it was, you know, she had been quoted in interviews as to talking about how she was inspired by the 80s for that song. So it's kind of almost, it was foreshadowing in a way. Right, it's almost like we should have known. It is very similar in style in terms of, like, the, you know, synthesizers, I don't know what they're called. Um, it's okay, Sammy. Only Steve is old enough to know. I was I was waiting for him to finish that sentence. There was like a dot 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 at the end, and he just left me hanging. <laughs> Who did? Steve. Oh. <laughs> I did like the horns, though. Oh, the yeah, horns I like the horns. Awesome. The horns Do you were think nice. That, um, she's gonna add a band member that plays horns. I think she'd have to. Or do you think she's gonna do it synthesized? I mean. She always plays her songs live. She doesn't use a recording, at least to my knowledge, right? Well, I'm not a musician, but somebody correct me if I'm wrong here. Can't horns be replicated on a keyboard? They yeah, could, that's what, but I think they sound better lame. live. Yeah. That's That was where I was going with the synthesizer. Like Capital would... Cities, for instance, they have a horn guy, and he's amazing. Yeah, I think that she'll I don't know his name, back. but their songs are great. I think she'll probably get a horn person. I, I would agree. I was just playing devil's advocate. I'm just giving different options, I suppose. Or a whole horn line. I'm sure we got some band 
Swifties out there that would love to be in Taylor's awesome. <laughs> porn section on the next tour. That would be sweet. The 1989 cool. tour. See, that's what I fell in love with right off the bat. I'm like, that's 1989 really tour. It yeah, sounds it, so retro and awesome. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun to go to when we're close from the 80s or whatever. I think like, that'll be fun. That I agree, do. Diane. Yeah. Because originally be awesome. I was like, oh, we should just all wear costumes for the music video. And I was like, no, I'm going to dress like I'm in the wedding singer. And it's like, yeah. 1989. It's gonna be I'm awesome. going as Marty McFly. <laughs> that exactly. Or I'll go as Cindy Lauper. That, that, that's like 1985 there. That's a little too far back, Adam. Oh. No. no we're back to the Future 89. 2 was 1989, I think, or 87. I don't remember. Yeah, but the, orig- <laughs> the original. The, Adam- the, they, they are in 1985 for the, uh, you know, most of the. Okay, stuff. Steve, Steve, Steve. Off 80s. topic. There's Off a difference topic. between 85 and 90 or 89. <laughs> Steve, you're the only one old enough to remember. Off topic. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like. Or, Teenage sorry, Teenage should I Ninja say precision of and, language? Uh, yeah. Fluorescent colors. Oh, precision of language. Precision of language, Steve. Okay. We'll talk okay. about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So radio stations already playing it. Does anybody know, has it hit number one yet on iTunes? Last I checked, it was like number two. I think it's still hanging at number two. Hanging at number two as of this uh, recording. Okay. The video is number one, though, and you can buy the video on iTunes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, t- sorry. Okay. Um, so <laughs> talking in 1980s now, huh? That was from the nineties, Steve. That was from the nineties. Nineteen eighty nine, ninety. What's the difference? Okay, okay, okay. So, shake it off. Lyrics. What do you guys think of the lyrics? I want it to be baked, not fake. Yeah, we need to talk about that. (laughs) It has to be discussed. Okay, so let's jump into that then. In in the chorus, there's a part, and the something is gonna something 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 something. Well, that was vague. Um, <laughs> and so there's, well, I'm getting to it. So there's a debate going on in the social world and on this panel, for that matter, on whether Taylor says, and the faker's going to fake, 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 fake. Um, that was a few too extra fakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> or if the bakers are going to bake. Because bakers going to bake, bake, bake. I just think it would be so much fun if it I, was bake. That yeah, would be I so really, Taylor because she loves would baking. Be, that's my thing is that it would be so Taylor. It would be. However, in the context of this song, I it, it's not going to be bake. It's going to be fakers because she talks about players going to play. Being, being, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me finish my thought here, Diane. Hang okay, on. Sorry. So players going to play is the first one. She's talking about the guys that. Um, play girls, right? Mm-hmm. Not nice yeah. guys. Haters gonna hate, which I would love that she brought back, oh, or yeah. just never really left, that? but used it again rather. Can, can we talk about? Yeah, that? can we talk about that right Wait, now? Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me just finish my thought. We can go back to it. Okay, then the next thing: heartbreaker is gonna break, and faker's gonna fake. It makes sense because then she says, "Baby, I'm just gonna shake, shake, shake it off." So she's listing the different types of people that have hurt her, and then she says, "I'm gonna shake it off." Yeah. So the line, I, I'm, maybe she dated um, uh, a pastry uh, chef or Peta. <laughs> but in that line, she's not talking about herself. She doesn't talk about herself until she says, "I'm gonna shake, shake, shake it off." I would say logically, you're right. Yes, logically, I'm right, and that's why I'm 99% sure that it is fakers with an F. I would, I would say, I agree. Logically, you are right. However, if you listen to it, and I've listened to it a lot, it literally sounds like she's going fakers bake. Fake, bake, fake. Like she changes it for each chorus. Like each time she says the chorus, it's a different one. Is that what you're saying? Yes. No. Like each word is different. 
And the baker's gonna bake, fake, bake. Yes. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm just saying, look, I understand where you are coming from, and I understand where everyone else is coming from that says bake because Taylor loves baking. Um, and likewise, her fans love baking too. But in the context of the song and the meaning of the chorus, it's gotta be fakers because it's players, haters, breakers, and fakers. Mm-hmm. What about takers? No, Steve. Steve, that's not in the song. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it, it could, make though. Sense. Yeah. I, yeah, takers make sense. It's that not. That could have been an option. Or rakers are going to rake. Rake, rake. We're going to have this debate until we get the, until we get, like, the booklet. That well, says once, the, like once the official lyrics come out, if I'm wrong, you guys can rip on me all you want. But I'm, like I said, 99.999% sure it is fakers with an F, like fart. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure you guys know what letter I'm saying. Oh my I'm God. still going to sing it as bakers. I'm sure you are, Sammy. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about the lyrics booklet because it seems that there's going to be secret messages again. Yeah, yeah Taylor, she did say Taylor that. said that that she didn't know if it was something that we wanted, but now that she knows it is, she will continue to do it because she yes. wants to do things that she thinks her fans are going to like. Well, do so. you think do you think that was sort of a line because she probably already has that booklet done? Maybe mm. not. I don't know. I, mean, I think those finalized. are usually like the last few things that she does. And so I feel like it's possible that maybe it wasn't. Maybe she had planned it and wasn't sure if she should do it kind of thing. I don't know. But she did say it, so it'll be there. Good. Can we talk about the haters going to hate shirt now? Haters going to hate. Go for it, Sammy. Um. So for those who don't remember or those who do, um, at the Billboard Music Awards in not this year, last year, Taylor performed 22, and she wore a um, junk food shirt that had a unicorn on it that said, haters gonna hate. Junk food being the brand, not an right. edible shirt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's um, junk food clothing. <laughs> thank you. Um, do we think this was a clue? Do we think it was a coincidence? Do we think that it was nothing until it was something? I think it was nothing until it was something. I think that was just a phrase that she liked, and she now found a way to incorporate it into her writing. I'm not so sure that this song was in the works that far back, but I could be wrong. I could I be. I mean, Taylor starts writing these albums pretty much instantly. I mean, she says she's been working on it for two years, so mm-hmm. that would be encompassant of the time of two years. Right, so it's of, possible that she wrote this song like a year yeah, and a half ago. And just I kind of feel like this it. was a clue. I mean... Let's I think it was honest. more inspiration than a clue, personally. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Um, I mean, not that this song is directed at any particular group of people. Obviously, she gets hate from all angles. But I feel like this song is probably inspired by some of the beautiful words that she was told by one of her ex-boyfriend's fan groups um which oh, was about no, we're getting into scary territory now <laughs> that's i'm back no go for it hey it it, nothing <laughs> nothing is unsafe here sammy we're in a safe place you can talk uh, to us <laughs> um so i would say as that situation occurred about 18 months ago that it would make sense that either she was inspired by the shirt and then wrote the song or she was like i'm writing this song and i'm gonna wear this shirt and no one's gonna remember this until two years later mm-hmm. sammy can you clarify some like i really want to know what you're talking about like even if you're in trouble <laughs> even one, if it's so, okay hold up, hold up fans one direction fans and their lovely word 
what what did they say can you fill me in please uh well her name is taylor and it starts with tay and then it's lore but with a w instead of an l it's a w h instead of an l wait they're basically saying that Okay, these girls were unhappy because they wanted to date Harry and Taylor was in their way. So Taylor just gets with all these guys, and blah, blah, blah. And that's and what they kind about. of created a name for her. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, but I they would say it, but it's not a nice word. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> so basically they were mocking saying that she dates too many guys. Is that is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. And they use a derogatory term for people that are with a lot of guys. Oh! oh! Finally, Adam figured it out. Okay, so we can um, move on. Thank goodness. Well, you know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but a lot of that stuff I don't pay attention to. I much prefer to keep my mind focused on no, uh, Taylor's music and her career than so, um, what is going on with her haters. True that. So do I. But the point I was trying to make is that 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 occurred 18 months ago. So it is not shocking that this song has been in the works for at least a year, if not more, which would then be able to incorporate the haters going to hate sharks. Okay. So now, now, using that as a transition, Sammy, you were talking about, or I would imagine referencing back to the line, I go on too many dates, but can't make them stay. Right. 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 So what do you guys think? Like, I, I think <laughs> I think it's I think it's rather clever that um, that Taylor is almost mocking herself. Yeah. What and people she are saying. laughs in this. Yeah, she laughs at the end of it. She snickers at it. I think what's funny about it or most funny is that it's such a great defense mechanism, because if you tease yourself, then the haters can't hate on you, because what do they use as their weapon if you're using it on yourself and this this whole song and the whole concept of the video is that like the only thing she didn't touch on was her surprise face like she touched on people hating on her awkward dancing she touched on people hating on who she dates and how many people she dates and why she writes songs etc 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 like this whole song includes everything that she's ever been hated for it's it's amazing like and i think that one of the best things about this song is that because it's not specifically targeted to an ex-boyfriend, it can be used sort of like how Mean is used and used for bullies, used for, you know, haters online, used for haters in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so speaking to that point, Sammy, you think this is going to gain like anthem status the way yes. Mean did? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I already kind of think it has. Yeah. I mean, she even kind of talked about that briefly in terms of, um, talking about how 1989 was, you know, people were dressing however they wanted to dress and loving whoever they wanted to love and doing basically whatever they want to do without feeling like they're going to be judged for it. And that's a huge part of this song. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's a huge part of the album as a whole. Well, it could be because like we've discussed in our fifth album speculations before we knew anything, we were talking about what sort of direction Taylor could go with the overall theme of the album based on the fact that she hasn't dated anyone in a while. Um, and I think this is a great sort of weapon against, yeah. you know, those people. Oh, Taylor just dates people to write about them and stuff she like ta- that. She talked yeah. a lot about, and she used the quote in the, um, in the live chat. She said it was about bright colors, bold chances, rebellion, and endless possibilities was the theme of the last year of my life. And the, you know, she also then added, and it's also a theme of the 1980s, which is what inspired the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You want to know a funny story? 
Sure. So at my mom's work, she does a podcast also. Kind of runs in the family. Um, <laughs> podcast family. <laughs> I, I guess she. Well, let me let me just say she's not quite as good as we are, and oh, and her okay. panel is not quite as good as we are as a team. But I could be biased because this is us. Anyway, so uh, you know they were talking about uh, iHeartRadio and who their favorite artist that will be performing is, and my mom's like, "That's easy, Taylor Swift." And it turns out they actually had to stop recording and redo it because someone she was recording with was like, I can't stand her. Wait, All what? She- they had to redo it because your mom mentioned Taylor Swift? Yeah, and then this dude goes on a rant about her, and it's exactly this. It was, she she dates all these guys and then just writes songs about breaking oh, up no. with them. And, did, your oh, mom no. then, did your mom say the same answer, though? Did she say Taylor Swift? I don't think they the did answer? that question again the second time around. <laughs> don't, didn't they ever hear of editing a podcast? I they're mean, wrong. we don't no, edit. Don't Steve, they're, they're amateurs, and besides that, we don't edit either, so. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but we don't stop in the middle and restart. Yeah. Oh, guys. Oh my gosh. Hang on. I'm sorry. Right I'm sorry. I told a story about my mom. Can we stop this and oh my God, uh, start no. over? We're already like a half an hour into it. <laughs> <laughs> we are real people here. We don't do that. I quit. <laughs> Sammy, you can't quit. I can't if you restart this podcast right now. But if you quit, how are we gonna know what's going on in the Swift stakes? Thanks for you. I want a Swift fillet. <laughs> Swift fillet of fish. How would you like that done? Medium? Medium well rare, done? please. I like it a little red in the middle. Oh. See what I did there? Yep. Oh see what I did there? I okay. So, You're being fearless uh, with your steak choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, Sammy. You're uh, fearless, so you're not going to get salmonella or something like that, right? Never. <laughs> so are there any other lyrics we can pull out of here that are really meaningful to anyone? I know it's sort of oh. like a fun, upbeat song and not like an all-too-well type, but anything meaningful? I think it's funny that she says I'm lightning on my feet and that's what they don't see because that's a joke. Let's she's be honest, that's a joke. Awesome yeah. <laughs> she's a terrible dancer. Well, when we get to the video, we'll talk because I think she's come um, a long way, but we'll save that yeah, for a few minutes. The from other, now. Yes. The other thing I would like to add about this lyrics is, um, and I saw this on Twitter, so I'm not actually taking credit for this and I don't actually know who said it. I'm real sorry. I just saw it really fast. Um, but it's, she says, I'm dancing on my own, dancing on my own, and I make up moves as I go. Um, it's very interesting. I, I think, she might not have done this on purpose, but apparently this person on Twitter thought the same thing, um, that it's interesting that she said that, and then in, um, oh dear, I think it was Holy Ground, um, where she was like, oh, in, in Last Kiss, and she's like, um, I'm not one for dancing, but for you I did, and then in Holy Ground tonight, I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. And then in this song, she's like, I'm dancing on my own. Oh, that shows a lot of growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maturity. Yep. Maturing growth. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, she mentioned she uses, she, she thinks a lot about metaphors and things. And I don't remember how the discussion went. Cause well, I watched it hours ago and <laughs> you know, she, she was saying something about dancing, representing who people are. Yeah. I, 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 I have that quote. If you give me, Four and a half seconds. I will find that quote. Four and a half seconds. Four. In your four and a half seconds. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Two. While she's doing that, let's give a shout out for a minute for uh, or a shout out to Taylor for using the word hella. Oh yeah! my god! I was gonna talk about that. Okay, <laughs> so I'm from a place in Southern California where it's not cool if you say hella and you get made fun of. 
So And I say hella all the time. Yeah, I so I just was too. like, Oh my god, Taylor said hella and I like did like a like a face in the hand, like, oh she just didn't just do that. She's bringing it back. <laughs> Sammy, your four and a half seconds are up. I already gave my shout out to Taylor for Hella. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't find it. Where hella, is it? Well, Adam, I, I hate to skip ahead and I'm not gonna try to do my best here, but foreshadowing, the director happened to direct no doubts, hella good. Oh, you got me feeling hella good. So just keep on dancing. That has dancing and hella in it too. It was the right. same song. It must have been. <laughs> that was the predecessor to "Shake It Off." Wow. Okay, Sammy, do you have? Your <laughs> now, yeah, we're really waiting on you now, no. Sammy. Like yes. we're 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 trying to stall care. the best we can. Four and a half oh, minutes. I found it. I found it. I found it. <laughs> okay. Good. I don't even remember what Sammy was looking yeah, up I, I anymore don't know at this either. point. She said, life can be reflected by how people dance, not how good they are, but that they do it. Yes, and Adam, when she was saying that, I immediately thought of you. Because I don't dance. You, you are the it's person who I am. That, that, that will wow. sit in the corner and like text on his phone instead of get up and you know going to dance. No, 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 no. I am not the person Taylor described. I don't dance because I don't enjoy it. She was talking about people who don't dance and sit in the corner and make fun of the people who and, are. And I don't mock people. the people who are. I just don't enjoy it myself, which is why I don't participate. Okay. Okay. That's a different reason than the one Taylor was given. Okay. I ain't a hater. I ain't going to hate. Okay, Adam. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so the song anything else on the song or shall we move on to the yeah, video um can oh can, diane's got more I, I do can we talk about the part where she kind of like raps or like talks or yeah um, the breakdown yeah I love the this. breakdown the breakdown i think is really cool let's see what, okay what does she um, say she brian says, brian said that um who said brian mansfield okay um said a spoken word breakdown that would come off as awkward if it weren't so knowingly funny <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> no, that that makes sense though because yeah. I'm sure she intended it. She intended this entire song to be funny. It is. Yeah, funny. absolutely. Like this song is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it says my ex man brought his new girlfriend. She's like so. She's like, like oh, my oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna, sh- uh, but I'm just gonna shake it. And to the fella over there with the hella good hair, won't you come over, baby, so we could shake it, or we could shake it, whatever. Hella. So we could shake, shake. Shout out to the word hella. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hella. <laughs> this song has me feeling hella good. But I, I like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the phone, like the phone call style, the talking in the middle of we're never ever getting back together. Um, but I think it kind of flows better with this song. I mean, not that it was like it didn't fit in We're Never Ever Getting Back Together because obviously that's like the best part of the song. But like it kind of in We're Never Ever Getting Back Together, um, it just like stops and then, talks and then it starts again. Whereas in Shake It Off, it kind of flows. Yeah. It, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it like fits the beat. Like Yeah, the, like it, the, I mean, it's a breakdown. so lost. Yeah, like it's a breakdown. So the it stops. But it doesn't awkwardly stop. It, like, flows into it. Like, especially how she ends the verse before it and she goes, um, just, uh, just think while you were, oh, gosh, I can't read. Just think while you've been getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world, you could have been getting down to this sick beat. And then the breakdown starts. And she kind of sets it up, but so it, like, flows into it. It's awesome. I love Mm -hmm. it. All righty. 
Let's move on from the song, though. So, uh, for the new listeners, this may be a new thing to you, but we rank songs on a scale of 1 to 13, not 1 to 10. So, Diane, new song, 1 to 13. 13. Sammy? <laughs> um, I would give it a 13. It's, I, I'd give it a 13. Steve? I will give it a 11. Okay. I'm going to go with Steve on that one because I'm yeah. going with Steve again with another 11 because uh, lyrically yes. it's not as strong as some of her songs like in that all too well caliber. But the music is fun enough to dance to uh, if you're a dancer. Which you're not. And I, th- and I think that the most important song or most important thing about the song, while it's not lyrically the strongest like all too well, it's lyrically it still has a good strong meaning behind it. And it's like we talked about before, it will probably become another anthem, sort of like, you know, Born This Way and Mean and all of that kind of song, Skyscraper and everything, how it becomes like an anthem. Um, so while lyrically it isn't masterful, um, it still has a lot of meaning behind it. Yes, which is why it's still ranked pretty high. Right. And, and I think I would- it'll grow on both Adam and I just a little bit more, and maybe down the road we'll become a 12. Well, it is as it was supposed to be a brand new style, brand new sound. So it, it will take some growing because it's not what we're used to from Taylor. So let's move on to the video itself. The video. This is, as far as I know, the first time Taylor's released a video with the first single off a song, like yeah, at the same time. Yeah. She, she, she grows with that every time. So how like Speak Now, when Speak Now was announced, she was like, I'm, mine will come out you know, in a couple weeks. And then with Red... We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together came out right away. And then with this one, the video came out right away. The video with the song and a date for the album. Yep. So many surprises. So, so, so like next album, like, she's just going to like have some sort of event and just, hey, here's the new album. Just yeah, exactly. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. Take it. Boom. Go <laughs> buy it. That's going to make it really hard for us to do an episode. <laughs> no, can you imagine the world? We'll be like, oh my gosh, we have every single new song already. How are we supposed to cram this into one episode? Not Although sleeping. I guess we could prepare really well for it next time, knowing that it'll probably be that in two years. Oh no, Sammy, don't say such a thing. Oh gosh, we have to wait two years now. Oh, that makes me sad. <gasps> no, we don't. We just have to wait a few more months for the new album, and then we get new songs. Yeah, Sammy, we still don't have the album yet. Yeah, yeah let's not get on. ahead of ourselves Once, once the album comes out, then we have to wait two more years. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have the tour to hold us <laughs> Let's do, let's do, hold up, let's do a brief description of the video real quick. So basically it was Taylor brought in a bunch of professional dancers in different dance styles, everything from ballerina to hip hop dancing, etc., to even fans just freestyle, just yay, doing whatever they want. Um, mm-hmm. And like Taylor did, I want to give a shout out to all those fans for keeping that a secret for two months. Yeah, good job. Wow. Gosh, yeah. Wow. I have never Project seen a thing of Taylor Swift that doesn't it. leak. And this didn't. Very impressive. Went off without a hit, y'all. Very impressive indeed. So, um, I, I guess my first question for the panel is, what uh, was what was your favorite uh, dance style in there? You want to know what's funny is, I mean, there were I like the like cute little things that Taylor did. Like she gave the hand heart at one point, which she's brought back. Um, she did this really cute like backwards bunny hop moonwalk thing when she was a ballerina. Um, but I think my favorite part was the performance outfit, which is, it was her in the black outfit and she, they showed like the band and they were also in the black because it looked so reminiscent of the performance outfit in our song. Like it looked like it was like an enhanced version of the our song video where she was wearing the black dress with the sparkly guitar and they were all in the white room with the, like, it looked exactly like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I really, I, I, I kind of, you know, again, now that we have all this information and we're kind of looking at things that we thought were clues, which turned out weren't clues, and then overlooking things that were clues. I'm wondering if her playing our song a billion times was a clue because of the music video. <laughs> I don't know about that, Sammy, because the video as a whole is very, very different from our well, song yeah, music but, video. I mean, obviously that was inspired by something. The cheerleaders were, you know, I would say very reminiscent of You Belong With Me video and how they started it on tour kind of thing. Um, and I just, I think it's really, it was, it, it's cool that she was, you know, while she's changing and showing that she's changing in this music video, especially that there are still pieces of her in there. And, you know, I think that a lot of people are kind of not a lot, but well, I don't know, maybe a lot um, are sort of distraught by Taylor changing as much as she has. Well, first of all, it's been, you know, 10 years of growth. It's not just overnight growth, um, but it also shows that, you know, she still remembers her roots and she will always have those roots, and it, it, she's just growing out of the roots. Does that well, make sense? Here, yeah, no, because here's the thing, and Taylor said it before, and this is not a direct quote, but basically um, summarizing what she said at one point, in that she may always change, but that's like growing up. Like, she grows up, but certain things never change. Yeah, yeah she said, it, um, not like she she says, I'll never she change, but I will never change so much that you can't recognize me or whatever. Yeah. Something to that effect, yeah. So, Steve, which costume will you be wearing to the 1989 tour? <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with my own idea, I'm sure. You'll but, come up. Um, I, I kind of liked. Um, she kind of almost went for that thug story a little bit too, yeah, as one of the, the outfits. That was yeah, cool. with like the red jacket and the black leather pants or pleather pants or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. So that that was. I mean, that was it was a cr- kind of crazy video overall. I loved all the different you know, changes of the clothes that she had on there. It was fun. Um, can I point out that some of the dancers in the video, I never knew the human body was capable of such <laughs> movements. She had great it should dancers. also be pointed out that a lot that some of the red dancers were in the video. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well it's that like would make sense. Spy. They are professional dancers. Yeah, like, it's like playing I spy. Yeah. And I'd also like to point out that I never knew Taylor could do what she did with her hips. <laughs> you didn't lie. know that? Anybody no, that remember? Was, that was good. Did you? No, that's I pretty mean, impressive. I, I she did that she... whole hip rotation thing. Like now we yeah, know what all those dance classes were for yeah, over the last yeah, like she couple was years. Preparing for this video. Um, oh, for also, sure. Makes sense. She also said to Rolling Stone when they were asking her about the twerking, um, because there is a, a section of dancers that twerk in the video. For those who haven't seen it, um, she said it was so much fun. I woke up every day of that shoot and couldn't wait to get to set. We had twerking, which was so funny. Those girls were trying to teach me how, and it's just never going to happen. I tried really hard, and they were teaching me what to do, and there's, like, a science to it. They're, like, digging their heels heels into the floor without you seeing their legs move, but their butts moving. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> they were explaining it all to me, and it's so above my co- comprehension of how to understand your body. Wait, so, Sammy, you said the butts move, but the rest of the body doesn't? Yes. Right. So basically, twerking is just Moving what what booty. strippers do, but you can do it in public. Yes, and with clothes on. <laughs> I don't know how to. Or, or like that. Michael Jackson, you know how he did the moonwalk and it looked like he was moving, and he was, and he sort of wasn't, you know, with his feet yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like that, where you can do crazy stuff like that. I see. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification, Steve. Yes. 
And speaking of Michael Jackson, like, like I said earlier, we're going to dig a little deeper into the director of the video, Mark Roman Romanek. Is that how you say it? Romanek, yes. Yeah, yeah Romanek. she said Romanek. Romanek, who Taylor specifically wanted to work with, believing he does some of the most iconic videos ever, but was afraid that he would be too busy for her. Come on, Taylor. Um, <laughs> She's humble. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, she, she's humble, she's humble, but needless to say, he did come on, and earlier in the episode, I mentioned that he's worked with some iconic artists of the 80s, such as Madonna and R.E.M., and Steve, you mentioned someone else he's worked with earlier, I believe. Who was it? Uh, no Doubt. No Doubt, who's not really from the 80s, that's more 90s, but still. Well, a lot and of his stuff actually is more 90s. He even, you know, it was a lot of people that were popular in the 80s that he actually did music videos with in the 90s and 2000s, you know, he did uh, music videos with David Bowie, uh, Mick Jagger. Um, obviously what you're getting to is Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, that, that is kind of bringing it full circle there. Cause when you're me mentioning Michael Jackson, that, uh, thank you, Steve. Brian Mansfield also tweeted that he, um, did a, um, Johnny Cash video. Yes. Hurt. Yep. Which was a nine inch nail song. And, Beyond that, actually, and this is what blew my mind. When I looked at what director this was and the music videos that he did, I mean, they were iconic. Don't get me wrong. But there's some interesting stuff out there. And, uh, for instance, the Nine Inch Nails Closer, which is actually the song and the whole video is very disturbing. It's actually you can't even watch it on YouTube unless you're signed in and over the age of 18 or something oh, wow. like that. It's oh, that crazy. Yeah. Interesting. That's why we Would keep Steve around. <laughs> He's full yeah. of all kinds of knowledge from around the music industry. Uh, a little bit. I, I do my I do my Google searches and you know <laughs> read up a little bit. I prepare for these episodes, especially this one was important. We had to prepare. Had to prepare. To talk we have to prepare to prepare. Right. You must prepare to prepare for the no, preparation no, we, of the right. episode. You guys think we're kidding, but we're not. No. We're <laughs> like, not well, here, here, here's a fact right here. Even though the director uh, would deny it. He's supposedly in the Guinness Book of World Records for actually making the most expensive music video of all time. Which was which one? That was Scream, the the video that Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson did the song oh, together. That's supposed right. to be the most expensive one of all time. I'm going to have to go watch that later. Wow. Well, maybe yeah. maybe Taylor just passed it up. She had I'm a lot of actors Well, that's a possibility. No. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, the, there wasn't any elaborate that. set. I guess that's one thing that we should speak on. Really, there was no elaborate set. I mean, it was a lot of the white backdrop and uh, just, you know, a little bit of the ballerina bars. And, you know, what, I'm not sure what those things are called. <laughs> it, it's called a bar. You were right. It's, oh, it's <laughs> just a bar. Yeah, there it's B-A-R-R-E. Hey, dang it. What? Steve, Steve secretly is a ballerina. That's how he knew that. No. That's I do not knew. have dancing skills whatsoever. Attaboy. I am not graceful. Attaboy. Oh, Steve is, Steve is right. as graceful so, as a deer. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think it goes without saying then that this guy was actually the ideal director for this video and what Taylor yeah. was trying to capture with the whole vintage thing and sort of the 80s theme. Because, I mean, he's been there and done that. And, uh, you know, Taylor was born... She's barely an 80s baby. She was born two weeks before 1990. So, you know, it's not like she was around to have witnessed it so or experience it. Mm -hmm. So it was great that she had a director who filmed iconic videos of the era to sort of push it in the direction it needed to go and sort of craft it in the way it needed to be crafted. But, but what was interesting, though, is if you look at his videos, though, they are iconic. I mean, he made a star out of Lenny Kravitz. 
you know, okay. for the oh. Are You Going My Way video. And I'm totally made him blow up. But the thing is, all the videos I've seen this director make are all very kind of dark. Like even Hella Good is all black and white. A lot of the videos are very black and white, not very colorful, not a big white background. So it was actually kind of almost a, a new thing for the director to kind of go the way he did with Taylor's video. I mean, it, it was, but at the same side, because there was no sets and the color was mostly in the costumes, the, you know, the white backgrounds and the black backgrounds is kind of very similar is that that's what's in the video. You yeah, know? it's the same sort of scheme. Yeah. Same sort of yeah, but, but Check out a couple of them. You'll see well, it's they're the very dark. The thing okay. is, though, Steve, is this video, you know, while his past videos may have been dark, this went on a different direction. And Taylor did want the focus to be on the dancing, which is why she hired professional dancers and why she had the fans come in to dance. And I think that blank background you were talking about with the colorful outfits really brought the attention where it needed to be. And that's not on the set, but on the people in the video. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. Yeah. So it captured exactly what, what it was going for. Oh, I, I, th I think he nailed it. I think he was spot on. But based on his past videos, this was nothing like anything he had done in the past. Mm. So That's it was a, a new point. direction for him. But, you know, working with Taylor, boom. I mean, it's it's a great video. Yeah, it's awesome. So I think it's also – sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Um, I was just going to say I think the first thing that I noticed about the video was – um, I, I mean, I, well, it doesn't matter, but, um, when, like, when it first starts, it kind of looks like Taylor's not in the video because she's wearing the same costumes as all the other dancers, and I think that that kind of speaks to the theme of the song a little bit in terms of how, um, you know, the song is not just for her and her haters, but it's for anybody's haters or anybody's bullies, so it, it kind of was interesting to me that she chose to not like wear a costume that makes her stand out but ultimately kind of makes her blend in makes and seem like she's in. not in the video yeah mm -hmm. gotcha that's cool that's a very interesting idea interesting observation sammy <laughs> does anybody have anything else um, any follow-up to professor sammy's analysis of <laughs> well, the shake it off music video <laughs> professor sammy has something to add sammy has more um, words I'm wondering if the style of the video in terms of having the different dancers wearing different things um, and the use of fans and just showing, you know, them doing whatever they wanted to do, if that's going to be similar to her VMA performance of the song. Ooh. Um, because Maybe. I'm thinking back to how she performed um, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together at iHeart two years ago. She, they had um, fans go on stage. And it was not orchestrated at all. But I'm wondering if she might do the same thing in terms of having the dancers. And we know that she does have a lot of dancers because of her um, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, those were all dancers, I would imagine. Um, there were a couple dancers we recognized. So I'm going to say it's safe to say that those are the dancers for her performance. Um, and so I'm curious if that it's going to be very similar to the video in that regard. Well, going all the way back to um, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, I don't remember. Is that what she performed at the VMAs that year, 2012? Yeah, and the, then um, she did it again at iHeartRadio Music Festival, which yeah. I was in attendance at because it was here in Vegas. Yeah. And I, do, I don't remember the VMA performance, but I do remember the iHeart performance did the, reflect the music video. But the VMA performance 
didn't well the vma parents kind of did in terms of it started where she was in the recording booth and then it kind of spread out and um she was like going through the ramps with um the dancers behind her and the um the extra not the extra the backup singers and then she like fell into the audience it was actually the most quote-unquote unique performance of we're never getting back together because every performance after that after i heart was in the um the, the whole woodland creature thing no, no the, circus the whole thing. like tour oh, the circus, circus. Yeah. With the the ring mask. yeah um but i think i mean neither of them really reflected the we're never ever getting to back together music video in terms of how it like it went in that big circle and the walls came down it was all shot in that one thing um but that being said in terms of what we know of this music video in terms of what we know of the VMA rehearsals that she was doing, I'm wondering if it is going to be like that. And if it is, then I'm wondering if that's going to be her sort of quote unquote regular performance of it. And if that's going to be how she'll perform it on tour, maybe not with fans on tour, but with that kind of dancers and how they're like split up kind of thing. I think only time will tell on that. So it's really hard to make any guesses on that right now. Yeah, But I'm glad you brought it up so we can at least take a look at it and remember it. And VMAs are coming up pretty soon. They're, they're Sunday. They're Sunday. Sunday. Oh, my gosh. So, so we'll be talking on. about that on the next episode, discussing the first live performance of this song, which has it been officially announced that this is it or are we just assuming? What else would it be? We just yeah, really. Right. I mean, if she hadn't announced the song today, then maybe we could question it, but... Well, she's singing our song, guys. <laughs> <laughs> really, I just wanted to say that for the purpose of clarification, to, to make it known at yeah. least that she didn't say it. It's just no. a very, very strong assumption. But I think that that's why it was such a big deal when she announced it on Fallon, that it was pretty much a given that it's going to be her new song. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So we'll talk more about the video maybe in a future episode when we get some more information on it. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. We shall see. Totally. (laughs) So, because we got a new song, new announcement, new album. Well, we don't have the new album yet, but we know what the album's going to be. We also have feedback from our audience. So, let's just, maybe just read these off in alphabetical order. Now, again, for new listeners out there, we love when you guys submit to the show because then we can share your thoughts as well. Uh, That way you don't have to sit there passively and just listen to us throwing around our two cents. You can... Throwing your own two did, cents. Did you say these are in alphabetical order? No, I'm saying we'll read them in alphabetical order. Like, I'm Adam, you're Diane. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> and you put I'm them Steve. in order by their names. So, okay, so order. let's see if we let's see if we know our ABCs on here. If I'm first, who's second? Diane. Who's third? Oh, Sammy, because she's an A. Oh, Sammy, and Sammy then Steve. Who's last? Steve. Perfect. What do you know? All right, so at 1RU511 on Twitter said... A fan said it, and I agree. It'll be kind of a bummer that she won't be at any more CMA, ACA, ACM award shows anymore. Now that I think uh, about it, it is kind of a bummer because Taylor pretty much went to every show that there was. Well, the ACAs for country. Well, she never went to them anyway. The ACAs don't count. Yes, but yeah, it, it will be. <laughs> I mean, I guess I will miss her, but I'm not. I mean, if 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 she's doing what makes her happy, that's fine with me. Yeah, I don't think that she took that into consideration. Well, not that she didn't take it into consideration. I don't think she said to herself, well, I'm not going to release this song or this album because that means I won't get invited to the CMAs anymore. Um, 
I feel like they probably still will invite her because she's just so much fun to have at um, award shows. But I don't know. They could but always the same- remix. You could do yes, a country I remix. About that too. I, I um, don't think they will though, because she said that this new um, album is 100 percent pop. See, she did, and if you go on iTunes, it's not under country any. Like it's labeled as pop. It's not on the country charts or anything. However, um, it is on the UK charts. And it's country, still categorized right? as country, and it's on the country charts, that's and I don't know why. Well, that's because in the UK, they're all like, oh, those Americans, their, their music is all country. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of my favorite uh, Taylor quotes from uh, the this evening was, this album was sonically, uh, this is the most sonically cohesive album we ever made. Yes, so that makes You're, it seem like. music guru, can you tell us what that means? That means it's but, all going to sound the same, right? It's not necessarily no, 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 not necessarily. It, it could mean it that it's all. Together. It could mean that it's all going to sound the same, but it could also mean that the storyline of the album all goes the same. And it could or, be one of. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hey, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. One of the things we speculated on in one of our fifth album discussions before we knew anything was the idea of what do they call it? Like a concept album where the whole oh, album yeah. tells a story. Yeah. Like yes. yep. Like a cohesive story. What's that called? Um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, like the Beatles. Yes, along those lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see Taylor doing that, and Taylor also talked about how, um, she wanted um to write a song that was unlike one she'd ever written, and also unlike one Martin and Shellbeck had ever written. All right, guys, let's keep going. This episode's getting really, really long. Oh, they don't care. They want to listen forever. Forever, ever, forever, ever, <laughs> like ever, okay. like ever. Okay. So our next listener feedback is from Judy Ann four thirteen, and they say, um, "Everything was great, but the booty scene in the video brought things down." Oh no! No, it didn't. I think it was awesome. <laughs> that was the best or part. Mean, or does I, that mean brought down the house? I don't know. I would. The... I mean, I think, yeah, brought down the house. I guess I could see where people are coming from if they're used to more like clean cut Taylor Swift, but the fact is is that that's a style of dance, and Taylor wanted to probably show all different types of dancing. I think it needs to also be pointed out first of all that she is wearing more clothes than any twerker has ever worn in all of humanity. That's true. Um, and it also needs to be pointed out that while the other dancers are twerking and Taylor attempts to twerk. She never actually twerks. That's because she can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that the like it. I don't know. I did, I don't know. I I understand why people have issues with it. I suppose, but at the same time, she did it in in a very Taylor way. So I'm not really sure why there's a huge issue, but I kind of get it. A joking way. No, in a Taylor way. Very yeah, but serious. That that is a Taylor, Taylor way. Well, the yeah. whole video, she was making fun of her dancing. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. Um, this is from Lady Big Dreams on Twitter. Obviously, we know this. Um, I love Taylor, but I'm crying right, right now. I don't like the new song and neither the video, but I love the album cover and the name, but pop, dot, dot, dot. So it seems like they don't like that the new album. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate this, and absolutely everybody's entitled to their opinions, and I know that you are not the only fan that is going to think like that. Um I, I don't know. I think it I, would be weird at this point if she didn't. Yeah, like, I think that if, that's, that's like if she yeah. went more towards country than pop. I think that's my biggest argu- pop. argument that 
I mean, do you really want her to be singing the same style songs that she was singing when she was 15? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like if you were like listening to, I don't know, if I listened to InSync, say, when I did when I was younger, like if they were singing the same songs that they were singing in 1998 and 2018, like, I wouldn't want to listen to that. I'm an older person than I was in 1998. I think you're interpreting it differently than they intended it. Because if you look at the last part, the but pop dot dot dot, I think it's simply that they're upset that she went she completely abandoned country because red at least had hints of country still in it. Mm-hmm. That's no, what, that's I what I take I from that. Uh, I don't know. All I, right. And I can see where that's slightly upsetting. So, yep. Yeah, I can too. But I mean, did you really think that that wasn't going to happen? Hmm. Well, uh, maybe not a hundred percent. That was, that was the big question. And we've just debated that a billion times. Yeah, it's I like, don't know. I kind is of, it going to be full pop or, you know, still a little country, but I mean, pretty much yeah. Taylor herself said, Hey, it's pop. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Red was that transition album, and people expected there to be like almost another transition album. Um, and then I don't know, maybe they thought that she would just get tired of it and just go back. But I feel like Red was that transition album, and now she's now transitioned. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Yeah. Yes, the next one comes from Shoko S15 on Twitter, and it says Taylor Talk reading some of the comments above. Haters gonna hate, but we can all shake it off. Booyah! Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, next next. <laughs> hey, wait, next one. Can someone explain to me when um Tyler Oakley started listening to Taylor talk? I like Apparently him, so today. I put him in there. So okay, so he doesn't actually listen because I was sort of like, uh, he. Anyway. Tyler Oakley is a YouTuber for those who don't know who he is. He's relevant and he's funny and I like him, so that's why I put very him in. And he talked about Taylor funny. Swift, so that obviously means that it's worth it. He did, way. and, and the good. point of this uh, segment of the episode right now is just to kind of talk about what people in the community are saying. And Tyler I, Oakley is a big Swifty despite being a celebrity in his own right. So let's look at what Tyler Oakley said. He said, I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift confirming that the 1989 era is all pop, no country. Shake It Off is great, and this album will slay. I love that. That's kind of funny. That's that's pretty much the opposite of the one Sammy read. Um, he's excited that it's all pop and no country. Yeah. And there were a lot of, if you go on Instagram and on Twitter, um, a lot of celebrities, particularly Taylor's friend, but, you know, they're celebrities, um, were talking about the album. Lena Dunham said something. Um, um, Nash Overstreet said something from, um, what's the name of his band? Hot Show, right? Thank you. Um, so if you're on Instagram or you're on Twitter, they're they're all over the place. They're fun. Okay. You should read them. Um, the next one <laughs> comes from Book Loving Jess. Uh, by the way, I love your username. Um, is it is it because you love books? <laughs> yeah. Or you love Jess? I love both, but I, okay. it's because I love books. Okay. So uh, they said it was perfection. I loved how she... Um, interacted with the audience and how excited she seemed to release this amazing song. I love that part too. Like there were a few times when she was talking and she actually stopped and was like, oh my gosh, guys, I'm so excited. Because that's how I I felt when I was watching it. Yeah, and she's been acting like that in interviews for a while. So I think it's really amazing that, you know, we finally know about this album that she's so proud of. She even said... And she said this multiple times, but she said this at the live stream that this was her favorite album she's ever made. And she says that about every like, album. Really well, yeah, I mean, every album <laughs> could like be your favorite it. album. 
Yeah, I, I know, but uh, she uh, said that multiple times. So it's very exciting to finally be able to hear and put a name and a concept to this album that she's so proud of. Yeah, and I love the fact that she's so proud of this because I love to see people be, you know, happy. Yeah, generally happy and proud. And And not that she has released things in the past that she hasn't been proud of because I'm sure she's been proud of everything or else she wouldn't have released it. But just in terms of how much hype she put around it, it's awesome. I don't know where I was going with that. All right, Sammy, give us our last one because we're over an hour now Um, and I really have to pee. So let's get uh, (laughs) wrapping it up. The last one is from like underscore starlight. Um, I love the hand heart making a reappearance. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. I was very excited about that. That was in the video. I didn't think that ever left. It it did. She never, I mean, she did it during the Speak Now tour and then she didn't do it once during Red Tour. Yeah, it fizzled. So it went away and it made a comeback. <laughs> All right. We hope everybody had fun during this discussion. Again, these were our initial impressions. We're going to get more information as we go. If this was your first episode you've ever listened to, welcome to the family. If uh, you're a returner, welcome back. We'd love to have you. Hi. Waving at you right now. You just can't see because this is audio only. <laughs> Virtual hand hearts to all so, of you. <laughs> Taylor's got a few things coming up on August 19th. Tomorrow morning, she's going to be appearing on Good Morning America, and we're going to be chatting about that next week. Again, this was our initial mm-hmm. impression episode. We're going to get more details going next week. August 24th, this weekend, Taylor's going to perform at the VMAs in LA, which we're going to be talking we're about on the about next that. episode. <laughs> Sorry? I said we're going to talk about that next week, too. Yes. Then, September 9th, Taylor's going to be performing at the iHeartRadio Music Festival from right here in fabulous Las Vegas. It's where I live. It's not that fabulous. No, it's really not. It kind of smells like smoke and alcohol, stale alcohol, um, stale beer specifically. Yeah, it's kind of stinky on the strip. Just spoiling your Vegas uh, illusions for you there. Sorry. Keep going, Adam. But Taylor will be at the iHeartRadio Music Festival on September 19th, and I hope to go, but it is sold out, so we'll find out. Then finally, October 27, 1989 is hitting shelves in the stores. you got to go buy it. Right, or you can pre-order it now. Yay. No, you can pre-buy it. You can pre-buy it. Yeah, pre-buy it. You can buy it before you buy it. Buy it before you buy it. I, I think it's called pre-buy about. because you get the shirts first and then you get the album. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that might be it. it. So that you're buying the shirts, but then you're pre-ordering the album. Okay. Thank you for the clarification, Sammy. All righty, guys. If you want to contribute to the show, just like the people we read up above, you've got a plethora of ways that you can contact oh, us. Dear. You can email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask us a question on Ask FM. All four of those social networks are all to the username TaylorTalk13. If you want to hear your voice on the show, you can actually leave us a voicemail to area code 240-31-SWIFT. That phone number actually collects text messages as well. If you're a little bit shy and don't want to hear your voice, you can shoot us a text message. And uh, we'd love to hear from you there. Finally, on the website itself, you can leave a voicemail right on taylortalk.org. There's a button on the side that says send voicemail. You can click that send voicemail button and leave us a voicemail directly on the website. And our newest method, you can actually go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash taylortalk13 and leave us a voicemail there. So there's lots of ways you can contact us. If you're new, I know it was overwhelming, but... I can give you one simple link to remember, and then you can find all those other methods and pick what's comfortable for you. 
and that is taylortalk.org slash contact. You will see all the ways you can contact us right on that one page there. In case you haven't figured out yet, our website is taylortalk.org. So go visit it. We'd love to see you there on the website. We'd wave mm-hmm. from you but or wave mm-hmm. to you, but we can't through a website. Actually, we should put a little virtual handshaking thing on the website to wave to everyone that, that visits. It's like, creepy? It's like, po- like poking on Facebook? I uh, No. Oh, that would have been fun. Alrighty, And finally, the show notes for this episode where you're going to get an outline and a summary you can follow along while we're talking. Well, I guess you've already heard us talk, so no point in that. But But you could have done it if you wanted to. If you want to re-listen, you can do that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if you want clarification on anything, we're also going to post the music video there so you can watch it again and again and again. The link for that will be taylortalk.org slash episode 147 because this is 147 episodes in. We are going now. So... We hope you had a good time. I'm running short of breath doing this spiel at the end of the episode, but I love chatting with you guys. Steve, Sammy, Diane, thank you for joining me in this awesome discussion. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week on episode 148. But for now, it's time to wrap up episode 147 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And remember, guys, just shake it off. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Going to party like it's 1989. Yeah. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.